Hello and welcome to another episode of Triassic Park, where today we are talking the 1949 movie Mighty Joe Young. Joined with my normal Kong co-host, Jason. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Can't wait to talk about little gorillas. You know? And special fantabulous guest, Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Hello. And uh, yes, so today we are talking about the movie Mighty Joe Young. And next week, um, sorry, next episode, we will be talking about the making of Mighty Joe Young. And you might be like, well, that's Mighty Joe Young. I mean, it's not a Kong movie. Like, how are there so many, uh, you know, things to read? And I'm like, well, um, it's because Howard Hughes and Terry Moore were boning, and I have to read two books about how well the sex life was. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's not a yes, joke. I, I, that's not a joke. The book is like, uh, so I bought The Beauty and the Billionaire, and the passions of Howard Hughes, and then uh, there Jason. There are two books about Howard Hughes' dick out there. <laughs> Actually, there's three because you still oh. have to read the one by. Uh... Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the loves of John Howard Hughes or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But like the, I've been reading the Beauty and the Billionaire, which Terry Moore, and this is like the reason why it's applicable is one, Howard Hughes owned RKO at the time. I oh. didn't know that. I um, didn't know that either. No, and and, and two, um, it was literally right after Mighty Joe Young and pre the release of Mighty Joe Young that the, the lead actress Terry Moore and Howard Hughes uh, got into a relationship. So it is kind of important to kind of contextualize uh, her life and kind of talk about what She was like her... 19 or 20 at the time Mighty Joe Young came out. Um, even though in the movie they call they explicitly say she's underage and then every guy tries to bone her. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So one of the interesting things about that is I had to, like, I looked this up in, um, there was another John Hewson movie which had kind of a similar thing. And I think it was, like, literally the same actress. Uh, sorry, not, sorry, it was not the same actress. It was Shirley Temple. It was Shirley Temple and mm-hmm. Ben Johnson. And, like, it was also a thing where, like, Ben Johnson was, like, trying to marry her. And, and like, the dad was like, well, she's not of age. She can't marry you. And I'm like, what? Well, this is, like, really weird. <laughs> um, and I was like, what is going on here? And I looked it up, and I, I guess it was 21 at the time in order to get legally married without, uh, like, the parents go to. So I uh. assume that in this movie that's what yeah, they're talking par- about. Yeah, parents were dead. I don't, I don't know what it was like. So I in... felt like what they were saying is she was, like, 15. I mean, she looked felt... 15, to be yeah, honest. Like, like she, like, Terry Moore looks extremely, very, very young. Still, in still this alive movie. today, Mrs. Terry. Moore. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's still alive. And you, you, she always pops up in, uh, in a bunch of the uh, King Kong documentaries to kind of talk about Marion C. Cooper. Um, and yeah, so the reason why we're talking about Mighty Joe Young is because it was made with most of the same crew of, uh, of King Kong. And it is probably the movie Son of Kong should have been. Um, it, it really kind of does uh, everything that King Co- a good King Kong sequel probably would have done um, and also does things I would say some of this stuff is better than King Kong um, but it is very much connected to King Kong and it really would have felt weird to just jump to the Toho movies when this movie is is kicking around because this movie also introduced like Ray Harryhausen um, and again first leading role for Ben Johnson I have Robert Armstrong you have Terry Moore like all of these people who are who are killing it uh, one of the last uh, movies of Ernest Shodzak who of course did the most dangerous game and the original King Kong and Son of Kong it's written by Ruth Rose right and I and again like I think I think this is probably like if I was to be just just flat out. I think this is probably Ruth Rose's best script. If I were to be, 
a hundred percent because I think there's much more of like in Kong, Kong is great. King Kong is great, but the script went through so many hands that it really was like the dialogue that, which was great, by the way, I'm not dissing King Kong. I read 20,000 books on it, but, um, there were so many hands involved in King Kong, uh, trying to determine like the actual ownership of that script is hard, but all of the dialogue is undeniably Ruth Rose. And you can definitely see that here, but I even think it's better than King Kong. So that's my, uh, crazy stance on the dialogue and the script. I'm not talking about the movie as a whole, but, uh, Jason, what are your, what's your history with Mighty Joe Young? And what did you think of this movie? Um, this isn't the first time I've seen the film. I've seen it multiple times throughout my childhood, um, and um, but did get a free, fresh rewatch. Um, and for me, it really holds up. Like I think it's, um, I think it's an excellent film. I'd say excellent. Um, I, I really agree with you. I think some of the themes in Kong are just better drawn here, um, and I think the script is. The script and the effects are the highlight for me. Um, I think, you know, I have some problems with the end of the film, and we can talk about that. But I think the the um, the you wanted the kids to die, right? You're like, nah. I wish those kids had died. Um, (laughs) You wish you just went up there and you think he's gonna save them, and he just throws the kids off the building. Ate those fucking little brats. (laughs) Cook them in the fire and then ate them. um, I have some problems here and there, but I think really the elements of like how Mighty Joe Young is abused is just more evident it's than in the Kong script, right? Like um, I love that it spends more time with him being like on stage and just showing how shitty – there's a real theme running through this film that like – shitty white people don't know what happens in Africa and imagine shit that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really works in this film. Like, you really get the sense that Ruth Rose now writing this script versus King Kong has more nostalgia for the time she spent in Africa, I think. Right? Um, and the things she may have experienced traveling. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's really evident in this film. And the fact that there's a bunch of uncultured fucking swine white people who um, don't who, who imagine a world that doesn't actually exist. Um, and, and I think that's really strong in this film. Uh, Kelly, what's, what's your history with uh, Mighty Joe Young? Very brief. Um, so I grew up on the remake, and uh, I had never seen the original uh, until this past week. And um, Oh, nice. Yeah, really. Uh, so it was, I think it was, I was uh, talking to Jason about this. I think the remake, um, it was like one of those movies where, uh, you know, you grow up and you find out, oh, shit this movie has been done before. Oh, that's a remake. Oh, I know what a remake is. Um, and, uh, so no, I, I watched it for the first time the pa- this past week, the 49 film, and I really liked it. Um, it's like, I mean, the, all the comparisons to Kong, you, you can't, uh, avoid them. Uh, it's like if King Kong was a tragedy, this is King Kong, the comedy. Um, I mean, there's some tragic elements to it, of course, but whether it be the, uh, the fast dialogue and the oftentimes goofy uh, sort of scenarios that our characters find themselves in. Um, it's, it's, it's often, I laughed a lot during this movie and uh, even like the, uh, the Max O'Hara character who really is kind of the villain of the film in a way, you still kind of love him because he's just so uh, 
larger than life and the performance is so fun. No, I, I, I really like this film. I also have some objections uh, the, with the final act, um, even though the final act is also very fun. And I, um, some of the other stuff, like uh, whether it be um, the, the fact that uh, you, you mentioned the, about Africa, sometimes the film sort of depicts Africa as belonging to white people, I found. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, well that, the, the yeah. colonialism that's an issue with Cog is not yeah. really resolved here. So, no, no, no. no. Um, yeah. I, if I, if so, I gave that impression, I hope I did. No, 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 no. But yeah. So, so, <laughs> so that sort of stuff, you know. But so. Jason went on to come, uh, <laughs> went on to InfoWars and really talked about <laughs> his real opinions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, no, I really liked it and I was glad to finally uh, cross it off the list because it's been on my list of movies to see for a very long time. Oh, that's nice. I'm really, I'm really kind of glad that I can bring you on to something that. Um, doesn't suck. So um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I I have asked all of you uh, multiple times, both of you, and uh, to watch very bad movies. So I'm very glad when I can bring you something that I actually think is good. Uh, it, it it's very. This is a very interesting movie for a, a lot of reasons. One of which is like I think that like this is like a version of denim that learned something. Oh, and I think yeah. that's very fascinating, right? Because this is Max O'Hara and it's cause, cause in the original King Kong and even in son of Kong, there is a very real kind of nebulous quality to where the film falls at, on denim as a whole. Oh. We don't really know, like, cause we watching it would be like, Oh yeah. Carl Denham's like pretty much the villain of King Kong. He definitely right. is. It definitely and then he, son of Kong. At, well, definitely son of Kong. <laughs> those poor, those poor monkeys. Uh, <laughs> um, but and then he blames it on, on on a woman and is like, "Oh, it was the beauty that killed the beast, yeah, not me <laughs> stealing the beast and shooting it." But this film pretty much makes all of that kind of the nebulous qualities of of denim just makes it really out front. Like, oh no, this guy is taking advantage. Is kind of a shithead suddenly realizes he's a shithead and like does actual steps to kind of start to redeem himself. Uh And he will still end this movie. I'm sure in a very similar spot to denim in that he has a bunch of lawsuits from this uh, particular night. I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, he's going to prison for the rest of his life after this film. Well, I mean, the, at the ending, he at least gets to have a, at least a few weeks because they he's still running. He's trying to do a like an Ottawander ballet in the final movie. Yeah, but. he's like, oh, like, you know, bigger. My name needs to be bigger. I mean, yeah, he's he's uh, riding high at the end. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey, maybe that's just his last fantasies in prison as he dies. <laughs> yeah. or something. Oh, no. oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the, he's like, this movie's so sad. I thought it was. Everyone's waving at me as I go to the guillotine. <laughs> I, I, I can see. I can see them all. Oh, it's it's Mr. Joseph Young waving goodbye at me as the guillotine slowly drops. Mr. Joseph Young. That's what they call him in the movie. So He's literally in the IMDb credits even. They call him Mr. Joseph Young as self. Yeah, like that's, that's the cool. actual credits. And like in the movie it is too. I was just amazed that it's like one of those jokey things that, <laughs> that arrived in the, in the thing. The movie was apparently originally going to be called Mr. Joseph Young Goes to Africa, I think. Oh my God. What? That's actually the opposite of what happened. Or Mr. Joseph Young from Africa. I mean, uh, I definitely <laughs> will let you know uh, next, uh, next episode. But... It was actually titled Out of Africa. 
<laughs> Very different film, uh, but surprising. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a kind of an oddity in that I I think that of the stop motion monkey movies, I think this or ape movies. I'm sorry, internet. The stop motion ape movies. Please don't come to my house and beat me up. Anyways, um, of this, I think that this has the like. I think just again, this is like uh, nearly. Uh, 20 years after Kong and and in that time period I do think that this has some better effects in Kong um, it's not as iconic as Kong because Kong invented all those right and that's uh-huh. one of the things about Kong is that everything's invented this is more of a, a, a continuation on the refinement process and I think that um, bringing on a young Ray Harryhausen is just so evident in all these effects um, and it's really fascinating because the effects work is really funny too like there's comedy in the effects and there's comedy in the scripts and everything like that and it's really intertwines together i'm really impressed by that lasso sequence at the beginning um because it's both thrilling it's funny and also incredibly difficult like i love that yeah yeah they did not make it easy for them like there's all these points of like where like a character will fall off of a horse he has to roll over and then suddenly he transforms from the rolling over from a from a human to a actual puppet and like he's being picked up by joe and like all of these very very complex maneuvers that i i was really really impressed by um and it's one of those things where it's like i know that the lions weren't treated like probably super well on the film especially in like back then but i had remembered worse things happening to the lions and the worst things that, that happened to the lions was because i i literally believed in the effects more than um like uh-huh. i really i really kind of fell for the effect sequences so i'm like he really oh, that gorilla really threw that that lion but yeah. but like like the idea like i i miss some of the the more obvious um things where you can tell that they're in different shots so when like oh. things fell on where they were i'm like oh my god they just dropped a bunch of debris on a lion oh god um and they definitely do throw lions across the dance floor at one point yeah so i like, think wow. one goes through a table at one point but yeah. yeah like it's 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 not perfect but it's it's no. definitely not as bad as uh, i remember right. um jason what do you have what's your what's your big issue with the ending i'm curious no i i just think it's um i think it's a little ridiculous like the whole fire um orphan um stopping to rescue the orphans like this is out of the blue um and i do think oh, there's I mean, some I, I think there's some stuff um Especially, I mean, you called out, um, you called out the performance, um, not the performance, but you called out that, um, uh, what's his name, um, Ben Johnson in the film. I sort of think like there's stuff in this film that's just like, oh, we have to get him to do something. So, because he hasn't done anything really in this film, the except... stalest white bread there is, <laughs> except try to pick up an underage girl. That's like basically uh. what he's done this film. Um, so he's got to punch a dude out, um, and then steal the truck. He like uses his lasso, and you know, he's... yeah. I, I just don't love that character at all. I think I would have just preferred. It, it really felt to me like, oh, she can't just be the star of this film. You need a guy to be also yeah. the star, and I think that's completely false. Like she could carry the her and the incredible effects could have carried this film. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, on their that's own. fair. Do that's... we think in Hail Caesar, 
the the character that needs to learn a lasso is that a reference to this movie you think i wonder yeah well i also wonder the last i was talking about the end of this film um negatively about the orphan scene but also i wonder how many children's films the end of where, where there's like an alien or some kind of magical creature where you have to run away from authorities are all influenced by this film because it really feels like the end of E.T. is sort of like this. Mm. Um, Okja is really like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Like all of those types of films really feel like a riff on this moment in Mighty Joe Young that's just like the authorities are coming to take my magical pet away or friend and I I have to, and it's great for that. I, I think you're definitely right, but the thing is like this was not a hit. Like this was not oh like, no, but if but filmmakers may probably love this film, right? Like it's oh yeah, not, definitely. It's probably it's definitely kind of like a, a filmmakers movie in that way. Just like the, again, like the the effects and like some of the creative ways that the effects are done, and just constantly kind of yeah. like um, really kind of shocked me. It's like I think it's it's like the character. Oh, his eyes are incredible. Mm-hmm. Mister Joseph Young is. <laughs> A beautiful bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love it. <laughs> Mr. Joseph Young, you beautiful bitch. We're, we're putting you on Broadway. Yeah, he's just too fucking cool for this world, you know? That's the story of Mighty Joe Young. I, yeah. I love, like, I love his little, like, punching on the ground kind of thing. Like, I love, like, whenever he's frustrated, you can just hear, see him do, like, a little punch on the ground. And, like, yeah. all of that stuff was, like, really um, the character work of Ray Harryhausen. And you can just really see it come to life in this movie and how he always really put so much of himself into, uh, into these creatures. Like I remember there's like stories where he's like, ah, I just ate celery for like a carrots and celery for a few weeks to try and get in the head of a gorilla. And you're like, Ray, that's insane. Why did you do that? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, well I couldn't be a vegetarian anymore. <laughs> and started eating meat again. Cause I was, cause getting too Honestly, skinny. I teared up when people started throwing shit at him. Like, oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it was very effective. It, even having seen it multiple times, like it's very effective for me. Um, yeah, I really feel no, for definitely. If, so I guess I guess probably uh, twenty minutes in, I should give a plot synopsis because I would imagine that this, if any, I think my Mighty Joe Young might be one of the ones that you, people coming in here might not have seen. Like it might not have been uh, as relatively watched as something like King Kong, for example. I am um, proof of this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and Mighty Joe Young is, is is the plot is relatively simple. It's uh, basically um, a white small girl. Ch- white girl trades a fucking uh, eyeglass for uh, a fucking gorilla. Uh, baby. A, a white girl does the one thing that no white man would do, and that she she tried to pay for something instead of just stealing it. Um, <laughs> Zing. Okay. All right. <laughs> she, well I mean, in fact she steals the shit from other white well, people. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's that's metal though, right? Like yeah, you just yeah, see, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. why as soon as she does it, it's like I, I liked her instantly. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, fuck you, dad, I'm stealing this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh she's she sees uh two uh, Africans like walking by and they like have a a like it looks like a, a like a picnic basket uh-huh. inside the picnic Are basket they is eat that baby gorilla is that <laughs> I don't know I don't yeah. know maybe they're just like maybe they're like a taxi service and there's like a the gorilla like paid him or something and they're like taking the gorilla the over. fucking know. cutest baby gorilla in the history yeah. of the film 
so cute so cute um and um the the gorilla she just raises the gorilla in africa he uh becomes a giant gorilla her dad dies now she's all alone with this gorilla and then this guy shows up um max o'hara who was just look he's opening up a nightclub and he wants to put all these fancy animals in the nightclub. He runs across mighty Joe young and he's like, ah, come on girl. You're going to be a star. You got to come down. Your wait, face wait, wait, is going to be wait. up in lights. What he says actually is he really doesn't give a fuck about the gorilla. He's literally trying to bang a child. Like that's well, he's not, he's, he's, that's I what he think... says. What a girl. Let's go get her. Like basically is what sent of it. I mean, he does say that he does say what a girl. <laughs> Let's go get her. What a dame. What a beautiful dame or something like that. <laughs> That's quite a dame. That's quite a dame. Yeah, yeah. I remember the dame. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, a 15-year-old dame. Yeah, sure. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) We don't know what they meant by that weird thing. It could be a law thing. I don't know. Anyways, it's very weird. Um, The other guy's like, that's a child. He's like, I don't care. Go get her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they go back. uh, Mighty Joe... I, I, do I need to call him Mighty Joe Young? <laughs> like, what is his actual name? Just Mighty Joe? Joseph uh, Joe. At this point, yes, yeah, sorry, Joe. We're just going to call him Joe. He's He is mighty sometimes. He's young once at the start of the movie, but not always. So he's just Joe. Uh, That's their last so, name, though. Yeah. Young? Their last yeah. name is Young. That's, That's what name, yeah. they're giving him a name as if he was a member of the family. Yes. Right, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the girl's oh. name was Jill Young. Yes. That's a weird now that. They, they have all the thing about the the young girl. They're like, oh, <laughs> young young. She's really young, young. young. <laughs> By the way, anyway. member of the family that she leaves encaged for fucking ten weeks before she realizes he's in there. What? But we'll talk uh, about that. Well, yeah, it's one of those things. So, so, so they go back. She starts performing at the nightclub. Um, things start start out good, but then all of a sudden, it's like really clear that you know. Joe Young is like really mad and sad and like really not liking it. Uh, and then one one of the nights, uh, you know, he has a rough night. Everyone starts throwing money at him. They're like, it's like giant prop money though. Like oh. I don't, I don't, I think it's just like cardboard money. Like I couldn't really tell, but like a bunch well, of people no, start throwing I, that. I thought it was like because they're saying if he picks up the the number for your table, you win champagne, right? Right, right, right. So but it is like it's supposed to be like money because uh, he's like yeah. money for the ape. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I guess it has numbers on it or something. Like, I yeah, know. I just thought that's because he was they were doing like an organ grind thing. Like it was right. supposed to imitate him being on the side of the road. As... But yeah, it was like play money. Yeah. 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 Like, I think. Yeah, I think you were, you're right. Definitely. Um, he had a little uh, hat on and stuff. Yeah, he had a little hat on. Um, and then uh, one of the assholes just fucking throws a bottle at him. Which is like, totally what would happen. Yeah, oh, total, totally, totally. It's yeah. amazing that it, la- it took that long for something like that to happen. Oh, I doubt it was the first time. We just didn't oh. see it all the other times. <laughs> but yeah, he gets like hit in the bottle. He's like, what the fuck? Like, fuck this. And, like, <laughs> they take him <laughs> off the stage and then he goes back down to his home. But the problem is it's not his home. They put him in a cage. Uh, and then these guys come and they're like, hey, I know, I know we hit you with the bottle, but now how about you hit the bottle? And then okay and then my joe young just gets hammered because all these fucking drunk assholes just start feeding him liquor uh he destroys a bunch of stuff then the, although you know, they try to light him on fire 
Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Yes. Well, he, he, he started hogging all the drinks, even though they were giving it to him. And then they're like, oh, you know, you know, you're not fun. And so he, he reaches for a drink and they take the lighter to his hand. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I didn't think they were trying to light him on fire. I thought oh, well, whatever. Like they a... burn him. Yeah. Well, they're, they're assholes. And he goes on a rampage. Um, and there's no literally no comeuppance for those guys, by the way. Um, they probably just went on to have really good careers in Hollywood and just fucking. <laughs> they, now, <laughs> they now fucking own a own a stake in Star Wars or something. I don't really know. Um, and uh, yeah, they just have a great time. But the police show up and they're going to shoot him. Um, and they're like, oh, no, you can't shoot him. Let's do a trial. Uh, you know who didn't get the trial? The fucking lions. They just fucking shot a bunch of lions <laughs> point blank. Well, yeah. like, they just showed up and like, hey, lion shooting season. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so then they have to try and save him when he's got a court order to be killed, and then he saves a bunch of orphans, and then he gets to go home. Um, it's, a, it's a relatively simple simple plot. Um, but I, I think... I think the fact that there isn't really a villain, because like one of the interesting things about the remake is there's a very obvious villain, uh-huh. um, where it's just like, yes, ah, mighty joke. Oh my god, it literally is the like almost the Cruella thing where it's like, I killed your mother, and like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is your entire thing. I I killed your mother, and I have this weird arm, and I'm an evil villain man. And then it's like he's like, oh, I must kill the man who killed my mom. Um, it is really that weird Disney thing. I think they just mm-hmm. like to do that. Murder people's families, I guess. Yeah, I really um, like that there isn't because the villain is us. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah exactly. No, I, Society yeah, that's, that's is a, a villain. Yeah. Just marinate that in a second. The the oh, villain is us. We the are the villains. You're the villains. You I'm you marinating. were listening to this. You're a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for your crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they'll listen to this podcast. That's that's what happens. Court order to listen to this podcast. (laughs) For your many crimes. Oh, my God. I, yeah, it was really like, uh, it's it's really kind of heartbreaking how they just shoot those lions. Like, I'm just still Uh thinking about that. Like, they just show up and shoot the lions. Also, Joseph Young. Love you, buddy. But you let the lions go to then murder them. Like, they're just hanging behind the fucking yeah. in their enclosure. I think he was just kind of having a bad day. He was drunk. He didn't oh, know what he's true. doing. Mighty Joe Young says, please drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I thought at the beginning of the movie that he was setting the lion free. But I think uh, by the end of the movie, I think Joe hates lions. <laughs> I mean, he's just... I, maybe... I mean, Maybe he thinks the lions are throwing the bottles at him. Like, I don't know. Like, he's like, hey, a bottle came from the crowd. It must have been those lions. He just hear running go, hey, fuck you, bud. Ah. The lions is like, hey, if it was tug of war against us, you'd lose. We're the kings of the jungle. Those, that tug of war um, is amazing. Is great. It's so good. That. It's so <laughs> it's so amazing because like I love that it goes through the motions of introducing every yes, yes. single strongman. Like some shit, and yeah, and oh, they're, they're all like hairier than Joe, and yeah, and and like this makes more sense than like King Kong in that like Denim's just like, hey, I got this monkey in a crucifix pose. Look at it, pay <laughs> me ten bucks and look at it. This monkey is Jesus. <laughs> you know about that Jesus guy? Turns out he's a monkey now. <laughs> give, me my, 
Give me my money. (laughs) I could talk for four hours about the Swedish angel because that man is um, scary. He's scary. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just talk about the Swedish angel's face for the next 40 minutes, please? You know. I guess so. I guess so. It's like it's like from it's like if you play a video game and you're doing a character creator and you take every uh, meter to the absolute extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I liked him. It's very true. It's very true. It's. I think they were actually introduced by like some of them were actually introduced by their actual like stage titles. Yeah, I got the impression that the last guy was probably actually a real big deal i'm not sure though yeah it's uh because i because some of them are like there's like actually a guy named man mountain dean and that kind of stuff so it's uh oh yes the it, swedish angel is actually his name is tor johnson I wait what that. like tor johnson tor johnson yeah yep tor johnson is like a huge like like the tor johnson who from like Plan Nine from Outer Space. Exactly. Right, yeah. Yes. Yuka Flat. Yep. Yuka, what the fuck, fucking hell? Flats. Yep. Exactly. Same person. No way. Yep. What? That's what it says. Yeah. Um. I mean, I just uh googled it, but yes, and it adds up if you think about um the way he looks. I still can't see it, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. But my God, no, no, I'm no, I'm not gonna take your word for it. I need to look. Yep. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up right now. Other names: the Super Swedish Angel. Thor oh, Johnson? the sweet the sweetest angel in the strongman scene was not Tor Johnson. Yeah, oh, that okay. was uh, that was um, Maurice Tillet. Tillet. Oh well, okay. looks like I'm gonna delete that entire thing, Jason. <laughs> Listen, now I'm gonna start throwing throwing lions around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you should leave that in because you know it was um, educational for us all. You know, we That's learned true. something. That's today. true. I I always leave in the times when you're wrong, Jason. <laughs> uh, but yeah like it's one of those things where um you know it just makes more sense than what happened in the original king kong and we actually get to see i like how we actually see some of these performances and like i was kind of amazed that there seemed to be quite a variety to the things that joe is doing like it's not just like joe like comes in does like a tight five and leaves like he's <laughs> he's got like a lot of stuff to do like he, he'll he'll have a tug of war one day he'll like be playing some organ grinder did you call it yeah that's yeah. the um that's like when a dude on the street plays like a music box and there's like a monkey dancing with a hat that's like oh uh, has nothing to do with the organ trail then no no <laughs> except uh everyone has diphtheria that's diphtheria <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got it yeah um that's the song that i made up by oh. dracula's possums anyways <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, uh, they're just, I'm, I was just kind of surprised because I don't know, most shows that I like, especially at nightclubs, like I, there didn't seem to be a lot of variety in most, in most nightclubs. Is that, is that me just kind of being dumb or going to was the that wrong a, clubs? Sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's just you going to the wrong clubs. Oh, uh, I, don't I, know. I don't know. That's a but... problem. That's a problem. I'm not going <laughs> towards the clubs that are uh, very racist and designed after <laughs> That's my that's my bad. Okay, well, make me sound bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, you're coming live from <laughs> Club <laughs> Africa. Uh, oh, I love that the way they decide to uh, reveal Joe to the audience is he's fucking holding up a fucking piano with the girl there, and he's like spinning 
And it's like, no, no, that's not safe, honey. No, someone should. It's it's just kind of a a, a funny sort of way. Because, again, I went into the movie thinking, this is kind of King Kong. They're going to put him in fucking chains. And no, here he is holding up uh, 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 the live music and everything. And it was uh, an interesting reveal that I was not expecting. Yeah, it's just, it, 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 it also, like, it really, I feel like Mighty Joe Young is like very much more like just an animal, and they really specify yeah. that in this one. And you don't actually see a lot of the readings you do see in King Kong, which are totally valid readings, um, mm-hmm. but you don't see that for Mighty Joe Young because they really do kind of go out of their way to be he's like an actual just an animal versus the very racist African <laughs> African performances and performers they also have at the club. Yeah, I think yeah. Was like a... that's one of the things I do wish that uh, there was a uh, African or African American uh, character in the film that had uh, anything to do, anything to do, or even anything to say that uh, the audience would understand, uh, the uh, English speaking audience would understand, because it's like sometimes we have some Africans uh, uh, speaking their native dialect, uh, and uh, we have then like you know white people going hey 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 I don't understand I want to talk to the girl and then like the girl has to show up and say it's okay I, I got it and it's kind of like I don't I you know it, it felt like shooing away uh shoo- I mean and then also later on you know they're dressed up in the African attire uh, as uh, valet outside for the cars you know yeah. it's 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 it I don't like that they're regulated to roles that are very much up for the help you know i yeah no that that's again like the it's not again it's not at the king kong level but it is still super like but it's more indicative of the time because this is the kind of racism that was really um prevalent in in that time period that's not like a of its time that's more of a just kind of stating a big problem in movies of this era is like Uh this is the kind of roles that a lot of black actors and actresses got regulated to um, and there's like no speaking parts for them at all. Mm. Um, and it's just really kind of, I mean, sorry, there are speaking parts, but not in English. I don't believe any, right. uh, any African actor speaks any, any amount of English in this entire movie. If I know. No. Yeah. I, I really it, don't think so. And to Kelly's point, they had an opportunity because they had the lady at the gate, right? right. Where they're trying to come in and she could have spoken her night native dialect and they could have been like, you get me the woman. And she'd have been like, uh, no, fuck off. Go away, yeah. right? Yeah, and um, or or like trying to shoot them or something, you know? That would be great. <laughs> the I love that they all show up with their guns, and then you know the girls like, "You can come in, but leave your guns." And they're like, "Leave our guns!" And it's just I don't know. It was kind of a fun sort of white American sort of moment. Yeah, like yeah. a very American thing because like yeah, uh, it's just always concerns me about your entire country every time I watch a movie and someone is like, leave your guns and everyone's like, oh, you're really me leave my guns and I'm like, oh my god what is happening? Yeah. Like, I can just walk I, down the street in Canada no one's gonna shoot me, but oh my goodness. This is my yeah, second I mean, amendment the movie right. Has, the movie has a guy, you know, bring up his uh, rifle to check on a 15 year old girl to see, you know, hey, you wanna hang out and it's just, it's kind of a moment you know, in the movie, but Because of the implication yeah, you know I mean? um, there's some implications there, you yeah. know. Yeah, pointing a gun at her. Do you want to hang out with my boss? <laughs> <laughs> I love though. I love though that when she notices the boss, she just laughs it off. This is great. Have them come over. You know, these armed men that are hiding in the bushes. Have them come over. Let's talk. And it's just like, oh, honey. <laughs> I I love that in that scene, in that opening lasso scene, 
Um, when he's like when Joe Young starts throwing rocks, if any of those like would have hit anyone, their heads would have just exploded. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. like you realize like how fucking powerful gorillas are. <laughs> like, even if he was like trying to just playfully throw it, it would have just made a person explode. Like if that would have hit, like if that uh-huh. would have been uh-huh. yeah. like, ah, I'm your love interest, and then all of a sudden like just a rock just splatters. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, and I guess we sort of started talking about this, but is Muddy Joe Young just a gorilla? See, that's the thing. All right, so you know that that was a baby gorilla. That's what baby gorillas sure. look like. Yes. we do not have any information to go on as far as why in the whatever it was twelve years I think suddenly that's a really really big gorilla. Steroids. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Okay. okay. Right. Has has anyone been testing them? <laughs> Fair. But I, yeah, I, I, I really is kind of, I was kind of surprised that there was like, no, not even like a throwaway, like, oh, he's eating from the the berries and the berries are oh. big berries and they make them big, like anything. Yeah. Um, but I think they just were expecting uh, people to be like the people in the, when they get in the club and they're like, oh, this is just like the real Africa. Right. <laughs> and like, just have no idea what gorillas look like. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, all right, fair. And I love that throwaway line where she's like, "This is just like Africa." He's like, and Dylan's like, "You've never been to fucking Africa." <laughs> yeah, yeah like I, but like yeah, again, it, it there's like a a level of talking about the hypocrisy of Hollywood that I thought was very interesting in this. Um, in mm-hmm. like there is a very much like a oh no, like you all are fucking full of shit. And yes. like it feels like Rose Rose is just like fuck all of you. And I wish there was a giant gorilla to smash your fucking faces in right now. Like that's... <laughs> right? Well, like that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Um, one of the things that is insane about this movie is that Ernest Schoedzak directed this while he was pretty much blind. Like, oh this God. was a movie that was basically directed by a blind man. Um, and apparently he had, like, a lot of help for setting up some of the shots with some of the producers and stuff like that, but... By and large, he was very much in charge of this uh, production, and and John Ford apparently like showed up and was like, "This is how you direct. I'm John Ford. I'm I'm a cantankerous asshole. It's yeah. me, Mister Ford, Mister John Ford." Um, and then um, apparently they almost got in a fist fight because oh, um, John Ford he... almost fought a blind man. <laughs> yes. yes, I didn't even think about it like yes. that. Yes, <laughs> was John Ford trying to fight a blind man? Oh, that would have been a terrible headline. Uh, and it's funny because... Um, John Ford of... gets knocked the fuck out by blind man. <laughs> well, yeah, a war hero. Like, yeah. we're talking about Ernest Schoetzak. He was yeah. like, how tall is... He was probably taller than Joe Young, right? Like, he was <laughs> tall. He was just, he was just clobbering him. Um, but uh, it, it's very funny because uh, one of the things that's kind of telling and doing research for this is that the uh, the King Kong books and everything like that goes yeah uh everyone who was doing kong like really hated john ford because he just came in and tried to mess with everything and we had to tell him to leave and marion cooper had to sit him down and be like i know you're a producer but like leave him be let him direct his movie how it goes 
And then you read any John Ford book, and like the only mentions in John Ford books are like, yeah, John Ford thought it was a stupid idea. He didn't even look at the movie. He didn't even see the movie. He didn't even arrive on the set of the movie. He didn't even know the movie was being filmed. He had never even heard of the movie. <laughs> Mighty Joe, what? <laughs> like, like, yeah. They just like completely like just like, yeah, he, he, he Cooper was being a bitch and he didn't show up and he was like, I'm not making this ridiculous monkey movie. Whereas like when you look at it from the other way around, everyone was like, yeah, I really tried to take over this monkey movie. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was, that, that was kind of also funny. like um I, I I I you know I'm not done doing my research either so definitely um you know this stuff could change but you know what I've seen is like Willis O'Brien um basically didn't do a lot of the special effects for this film like he was there but he was dealing with other stuff well so he 80... didn't do much the animation yeah, yeah I think yeah, the yeah. animation is 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 the point yeah I should like... have said special effects I meant the um stop motion animation for like Mighty Joe Young right right yeah mostly... because like he like uh Willis O'Brien was involved in the production very early on like he was like through the entire production like he was he was sitting there like uh doing technical drawings and helping to design everything and helping to to lay everything out he just didn't he was just really really busy on this film because there's yeah. a lot of complex shots. So you're right. He didn't actually do much of the animation. I think they, I think they estimate probably about 90% of it was uh, Harryhausen. Um, and I think you can tell if you watch other Harryhausen uh, movies because yeah. there's like a kind of like a real, um, a, a real legacy to how he creates character. Uh, in his animation. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to um, intimate that Willis O'Brien was doing nothing on this film. I just, um, it, it's just the animation part of it. Yeah. Look, he was no one respects Willis O'Brien. I'm not going to let you disrespect <laughs> a very famous Hollywood icon here. Not under my watch. Someone who would never at all slander a very famous Hollywood icon by accident. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing. to reference there. Uh, it's also worth noting again, the, the armature and everything like that was designed by uh, Marcel Delgado again. So you also have yes. Marcel Delgado here. Um, and it, it really was uh, him. And there was a one other animation assistant uh, next week. I'll have all this on, on, on tap, but um, it, it was, I was very surprised by how well the two elements really matched in a lot of ways. Um, and I think a lot of times it was like, funnier <laughs> like, I, I do think some of the animation sources make uh it funnier than some of the i mean ben johnson like we've kind of mentioned doesn't do a lot in this movie uh-huh. and um terry moore is good i think terry moore does a good job in this movie but what she's asked to do is not a whole lot right like right. she's asked to be innocent mostly like that's yeah. kind of like what her entire character is like underlined as like yeah. super innocent and as a 12-year-old girl, I mean, that makes sense, right? So um, <laughs> I think, like, a lot of the conversation about this film um, I think is unfair. Like, I think a lot of the conversation about this film is like, oh, it's a um, technical curiosity more than it is a complete film or great film. And I think that's just wrong. Like, I think it's a really good film all the way through. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I think it's a, it's a really it's really smart. It's really well-made. Uh, obviously the issues we've talked about as far as like race, everything like that goes like, we're not trying to downplay that at all. That's definitely there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, Jason's got a a point (laughs) after this, but, uh, 
um, one of the things uh, I, I the... <laughs> they're trying to cancel Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> the, the the final act, um, you know, the big chase sequence is one of my favorite parts of the movie. And by then, I'm just totally on board. But it's oh my god, yeah. it just gets so random where it's like, okay, we have a flat tire, we got to go pull over, and then oh, here's a, a homeless person that opens up the back door, and Joe almost eats him, and and then okay, now a random jerk ends up in the middle of the road with a truck that's conveniently uh, sized for Joe to hide in. And then, oh, shit, our black and white movie is now a red and black movie because there's a fucking burning orphanage and we have to go save that. I know we were escaping. Let's go do this first. And it's just... It's just one after the other of just these random events as, you know, police are chasing them. And it's, it's absurd, but I am loving it because it's absurd. (laughs) I love how belligerent that dude is that just stops yeah. in the middle of the fucking road and gets out and starts trying to fist fight people. Yeah, I'm in yeah. the middle of the road. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so well, like, basically what? like, uh, I guess we need some conflict for the end of this movie. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was fight. just like, like just add stuff. We, we can't have them just drive off and get chased. You know, you know it's like, I don't know. Uh, they didn't want to have the cops in the same scene as them. I don't know. There's something I, odd about it, but I, I do love, love the parts where uh, Joe is looking out the back of the trailer, the truck, and kind of spitting at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He spits at him. I was like, hell yeah. Hey, Cab. Hey, Cab, Mr. Young, you got this. Yeah. I also love, um, I, you know, when, because I think Kelly mentioned earlier, like, um, oh, actually, it was Andrew as well, right? Who mentioned the development of the uh, what was that character's name? Max O'Hara. Uh, Max O'Hara, yeah. The only um, person with a real arc in this movie. Yeah, yeah he has. Much. Much. Yeah, he's, he's like tackling the cops, and he's like refusing to help push the stuff. And they're like, "Help push!" And he's like, "Nope, not doing it." Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're shooting at Joe, and he's trying to stop him. Yeah, yeah that was fun. He's like tackling cops. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I, mean, I, I again, like it, it, it. I, I like that. Um, there's a with. Max O'Hara is Robert Denham, but not as serious, uh, serious uh-huh. as, as taking the character. Carl, Carl because, Denham. Yeah, sorry, what did I say? Robert, Robert Denham. <laughs> the fuck is Robert L- Denham? Like Henry Frankenstein. My- <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Robert Denham. Robert Denham is a American businessman, so <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Just, anyways. Um, yeah, so he's he's a lot different than Carl Denham in the fact that they are really kind of more privy to his bullshit in this movie, which I yeah. think is very fascinating, and they're willing to write that in. Like, I think one of the interesting things is when he's going on the safari and talking about his news coverage, he's intentionally making up stories yeah, yeah. about what happened and, like, using, like, racist uh, epithets, basically, about, like, how to make sure it's like, oh, I'm in Africa. This is what people think happened in Africa. I got attacked by cannibalistic pygmies, right? Like, and he's and he's just, like, trying to tell tell the guy, like, this really happened, right, Mr. Thompson? Um, and, like, winking at, his, winking at him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got thrown by an elephant 12 feet. I went in back and measured, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's really... It's one of those I think things it was where half a mile, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know your American ways of measurement. <laughs> okay, twelve feet is not half a mile. I'm just telling you that. I don't. I don't was it longer? Well, so interesting, like because Denim is sort of a stand-in for Shojack, right? No, uh, Cooper. Or Cooper. Cooper. I'm sorry. Cooper. So this character, where they're like skewering that character 
are they skewering Cooper? I think so because if you read like in his in the in the biography of Cooper, they do note that Cooper would occasionally tell big tales uh, uh, of his adventures yeah. when he was when he was over there. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and, and they would speci- and it, it seemed like a thing that they specifically might be kind of taking the taking the piss out of Cooper a little bit uh, in in a in a in a fun way. Um, but I, I I do think that that's still there. Right, because it's like Robert Armstrong is still kind of doing the same performance. Like if you yeah. if you had just made this like a, a, a an older uh, denim, like I don't think anyone would really have batted an eye. So before the denim comparison started, right at the beginning, you know, with him in his office and he's just yelling about, "I want this coverage and that coverage." It's Spider-Man. like it was like the prototype for uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson or something like that. Hell yeah, that was in my notes. That was yeah. in my notes. Yeah even got the mustache you know so yeah i thought i thought that exactly because it's like an older character sitting there and it's like i want front news i want front news <laughs> yeah. and give me pictures of kong give me a picture of kong <laughs> <laughs> give me a picture of beauty she's the beast make sure that she is framed <laughs> for this thing <laughs> oh my little cat just meowed and i named her Dwan after the 1976 king kong so she knew she knew. She was like, "Don't blame women." I'm like, "I know this is a joke." Uh, that Joseph Young, he's a criminal. Get me pictures of Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Percy Shelley. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's interesting. I wonder how much um Cooper was on board with that skewering or not. You know. I. I mean, he was very involved in this. Yes, still. Uh, yeah, like, true. Um, especially given the 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 difficulties of Shodzak, because this is one the, one of the times that he came back after the war. Because after the war is when he had the the significant vision loss. So yes, yeah. So um, he was even in the in the Ford books that try to play down uh, this era uh, of Ford's involvement. They really do talk about how Cooper was out of the office more and more because he really was kind of giving it his all. So I would imagine he was kind of cool with it. Like he maybe, maybe at this point he's kind of taken himself a little less seriously now that he's a bit older and maybe he's having a little bit of fun at his own expense and who he is. Um, They really did expect this to be a hit though. Um, And it kind of is sad because again, I don't know what it is about Marion C. Cooper, but every time he made a giant gorilla, he wanted to team it up with Tarzan because he yeah. wanted to, he he wanted to team up Mighty Joe Young with Tarzan, uh, and they like they had like a, a script treatment ready, and then this movie just didn't didn't make the the box oh. office enough to, to to get that happening. But this one would have made more sense than King Kong because at the very least you've already got the character in Africa. There was a right? Kong versus Tarzan sort of idea kicking around. Yeah, there was, and it eventually got made into a book. Uh, so the oh. book of that does exist. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, so eventually we'll probably cover that. But yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, that was the 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 sequel idea that he really wanted, um, and he really wanted to continue to try and do it when he made Mighty Joe Young. But it, this really kind of kind of flopped, and I I do kind of wonder what uh, what his career would have looked like, um, and what any of their careers would have looked like if this would have taken off. Because uh, you know, it it they made a specific because like 
John Ford and Marion C. Cooper had a company, and then they made a very specific division of the company called Arco Pictures just for this movie. So, like, I was all I, I wondered if they really were kind of expecting this to be a hit and lead to like a series of films, uh, oh. whether or not it'd be like uh, further effects films or something like that. Um, I guess I'm just glad that Willis O'Brien had money for a while. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really get why this film um, failed so poorly, you know? Um, I, I just think it's fun all the way through. Might have yeah. been color at this stage. Like, I, because yeah. this, is, this is kind of like in that, that realm of, uh, you know, mm. color film was probably a big thing. And they wanted to film this in color, but it would have cost more for the special effects. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, because they were kind of worried about getting the, getting all the effects uh, working in color. Um, so that was a reason why they stick stuck with black and white, but I, I'm not really sure it's, I guess it's kind of hard to tell, um, because, uh, trying to get any information about how things were marketed in the, in the early, early eras is kind of difficult other than occasionally seeing terrible racist marketing gimmicks for the original King Kong, Uh which will haunt me until my dying day. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, but bad. yeah, I, I don't really see much in, in, in that, that same sphere for this. Uh, and again, like this is a post-war movie. Like you, you think about it, like King Kong was before world war two. This is after world war two. And I almost wonder if that was kind of the reason why it might've had a happier ending. Oh. Um, cause I don't think anyone really wanted to continue the bummer that was <laughs> world war <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know there's a lot of things about this movie that is kind of un- unfortunate that there's a there are i mean i think we're probably gonna have like 13 books and documentaries between the two of us read but the, it still is kind of an incomplete picture because it's not as nearly as documented as uh strongly as the original king kong so yeah there are a few kind of missing pieces to kind of really find to figure out what was going on uh in this movie but yeah, you know few things are right like um I, I really think of like the first king kong we start i started researching that like i don't know two and a half years ago um as like i i understood the magnitude of everything involved in that my kind of took me by surprise as to everything involved in it um, I really thought it was going to be a simple task to just do some research for this film, but no, it's a rabbit hole. So yeah, and and it's it, and it's a rabbit hole where there's no full books on Mighty Joe Young. It's right. just little pieces in a lot of books. Right. Because um, I think that probably in terms of uh, just behind the scenes, I think there's enough for one book, right? Like, yeah. but it's it's spread out between all these different sources, um, and it never really got the. Even in home media, like the originally, I think the only way to get the DVD of Mighty Joe Young was a three pack with the the three movies with uh, King Kong, Son of Kong and Mighty Joe Young. Um, Now, now it's available uh, via Warner Archive, but Warner Archive is going away. So it's kind of it's kind I'm kind of interested to see if this is going to be one of those nebulous things that kind of disappears or or what's going to happen to this, because, you know, it's. The remake is pretty easily out there because it's owned by Disney and it will never go away. This mm-hmm. one might be hard to see soon. So if you're if you're all interested, uh, and I would definitely recommend this movie, especially if you have kids. Like, I think it's a, a pretty great great movie to watch with kids. I watched this with my uh, daughters. They they were totally into it. Yeah, so, no, cool. I, I I would imagine. Um, yeah. yeah. 
um yeah i definitely would recommend picking this up if you can um sooner rather than later because it's kind of it's one of those things where it's kind of on the precipice i don't know what's going to happen to this in a few months yeah Mm. jason any final thoughts before we close the episode and uh where can we find you on the internet no i just echo um what you said which is i think watch this film like um especially we think it's possible that it could be in danger of going away um the blue lit race great um it's it's a really good film like you said especially for kids um i think it's much more family friendly than king kong uh-huh. um and it's the effects itself alone are worth watching it for so um yeah i mean you could find me bad two days six on twitter uh and that's it nice nice kelly any final thoughts and where can we find you on the internet <coughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter, OhHellCal. I'm also um, co-hosting the podcast, uh, One, Missed, One Missed Pod. Uh, so, okay, so, again, I had not seen this movie before, and I kind of love it now. Um, it's not perfect. There's stuff that'll probably always bug me about it, but um, it, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of sense of wonder to it, and, and adventure, and uh, good comedy, and um, yeah, it's, it's uh, I didn't know about it possibly um being lost to uh movie vaults or whatever the heck so i'm going to um look into that when we're when we're done recording because it is a movie that i think i would like to revisit because i i'm happy i finally got to see it nice yes and i'm uh i'm glad uh i'm glad that i was able to bring this into your life uh <laughs> As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at WineMovieNerd on Twitter. And you can also email us at MelkCakesAndMimosas at gmail.com. Thank you, and uh, have a great day. Goodbye. Bye.